It is Shocktober 6th, and we are here, Brett. Hello. With the sixth movie in the franchise, the Friday the 13th franchise. So we were super disappointed last time because it's not even fucking Jason. Uh, They didn't pull that shit since the first one before that shit even existed. Uh, They left no doubt in theater goers' minds about this one. They reassured them right off the bat. Because this movie is called Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Great way to make sure your fan base knows <laughs> yeah. he's, he's back. <laughs> They're like, we are not fucking around. We're bringing him back. Don't worry. Jason's going to be here. Uh, and uh, I, it didn't help. Because uh, this movie was made for $3 bucks, only made $19 million. They're saying uh, the cast, and I think you know the producers and directors are saying, and even some fan, like you know, major fans of the of the franchise, were saying that they think it was like a halo effect because of how bad Part Five was that people weren't as excited yep. to get back and seen it. Yeah. Because honestly, and we'll obviously get this to the end. I honestly do really think this movie was pretty well um, created. Like, it yeah. was it was good. This movie. I'm just going to come up. I, I, this movie is one of my favorite mm-hmm. in the whole franchise. It's probably yes. it's it's in my top three for sure. Um, uh, it's it's right up there. I, I fucking love this movie. Uh, this movie is a different tone than the rest of them. Uh, so it's kind of bold in that like they didn't go for like the serious slasher tone. They went for a straight up like campy comedy horror movie almost. Yes. Um, unexpected the first time i saw it i was like what the hell this is like a it's like a comedy you know um but i love it man the kills are great Mm -hmm. jason uh you know i got this little mad ball here jason's got like worms and shit coming out he looks he looks like this mad ball it's awesome uh he's all fucked up looking uh because uh tommy jarvis is back uh from released from the mental institution right and uh He's, he's not played by the same guy either because nope, nope. that guy was like, fuck this. I worked in a mental, mental institute because I'm, <laughs> I'm a method actor, baby. Uh, so they bring the Tommy Jarvis character back, uh, released uh, released from the mental institution, uh, having killed a Jason once and then a Jason imposter once. And now he's fucking back. He goes uh, to Jason's grave during a thunderstorm because he's going to burn the damn body. Uh but uh, he has like some he has some some of his PTSD flashbacks. Uh, and <laughs> lightning strikes the fucking uh, the, the post, rock, the yeah. iron iron post that he fucking impales Jason's dead corpse with brings Jason back to life. I love it. And honestly, one point so- twenty one gigawatts yep. <laughs> fucking brings Jason <laughs> right back to life. I love it because um, the director of this movie, I guess, was a huge fan of like the Universal monsters, you know, uh, you know that were obviously. Oh, that earlier. makes sense. Yeah, and uh, he, re- you know, was a huge fan of the Frankenstein, and that's kind of what this movie—a little bit of that, like, you know, bringing back to life that Frankenstein lightning and whatever. Yeah, which I thought was a great touch. I, I love the idea of how he came about it. I love how they designed Jason, like to your point, with the worms yep. all over his body, yeah, and how he comes out of that grave or whatever. It, it's 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 great. Um, I also like how they do like a bit of a callback 
uh, in this to um, the first and second movies. Um, I, I need to, to Crazy Ralph. Oh, yeah. Tommy kind of becomes Crazy Ralph in this movie. He's he's warning people, you know, kind of, you know, kind of. I mean, this might be a stretch a little bit, but he's kind of taking that role of don't go there. You yeah. know, fucking Jason's going to get you. And everybody thinks he's crazy because, oh, Jason's just an urban legend. Even though this literally happened two years ago. Yeah. And they also, the, the, to, to that point, there's also the, the gravekeeper who's a little bit, you know, yeah. he's, a, he's a little alcoholic, you know. Who knows what his past looks like, but he's a little bit, you know, a little also off his rocker as yep. well. Yep. Um, fuck. And so whenever I think of this movie, I think immediately, well, after the lightning strike thing that brings him back, which is totally badass and 80s hilarious, because when was this made? Like 87? No, 86. 86, yeah. 86. This came out. Uh, let's see. Sorry, as I fucking do a quick bit of research here but um this came out holy shit a year and not even a year and a half after part five so anyway they're cranking them out still despite the fact that everybody hated part five but anyway uh so when i when i think of this movie immediately after the fucking uh the uh the lightning strike i think of the fucking paintball group (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why it just made such an impression on me because there's these goofball corporate dorks playing paintball in the woods and then just Jason fucking oh my god he murders him <laughs> oh yeah he definitely murders him and the funny part too I guess is um, there are some kind of I think there are a couple of bigger actors I can't remember the, the woman's name but they use that to kind of really bring home of like you know this is going to be a Jason movie when they killed him and all that like it was yeah. it was well done yeah. It was a great way to, to get the movie going. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, there it takes place at a camp again, mm-hmm. right? It's called Camp Forest Green instead of Camp Crystal Lake. They're trying to hide the, the name Crystal. Yeah, yeah, right? They just put a fucking sign over the old <laughs> sign and they're like, nothing to see here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, and then... Like, there are some of the best kills in the franchise in this movie. Like, they did a fucking amazing job. And, and you know, I obviously, I I don't know it. T- I, and I, I need to watch that fucking doc. I haven't gotten to this part on the documentary. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to this movie. But you got to think that they were like, we really fucked up last time. We got to just go balls out on this and make it great. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lot of uh, interesting uh, stories behind it, too. Like, I know at one point... Um, the producers, uh, when they were, I think they were kind of either done or close to being done, were like, there's not enough kills in this movie. So they kind of added a couple of, you know, a- additional characters that weren't even. So there's these, um, this couple that's out having, uh, like a wine or a little picnic in the woods. It's dark, you know, they're, I think he gives her like a ring or something and, you know, they're whatever talking and they have nothing to do with the movie, but they're yeah. just there simply because they wanted to add a couple additional kills. So they did that, and again, the kill's great, once mm-hmm. again. Um, there's a kill in this movie that, or not, um, it, well, it will be a kill, but, uh, and it's also funny where this couple's driving in a, a bug, and uh, she sees Jason just standing in the middle of the road, and she goes, I know enough about, I can't remember what the phrase is, I know enough about, I can't remember if it's horror or whatever, or people standing in the woods with a mask to know not to, you know, whatever. And the guy gets out, you know, trying to, you know, be a guy and what's yeah. your problem type of deal. And, you know, yeah. Jason just quickly handles that. 
And then apparently he, um, in the movie, you see him take his uh, rod, the metal rod with a, it's kind of spear, uh-huh. and he breaks the windshield. And what they didn't realize is that when you hit the windshield, the spear veers to the left, so oh, yeah. straight, and almost actually killed or impaled the actress that was in the car that was trying to get out because it came like inches away from her. So it was almost a real impalement in the movie. Holy shit. That would have been amazing. Um, <laughs> so, so there's a constant back and forth in this movie between Tommy Jarvis uh, and the sheriff because the sheriff thinks that Tommy's just a fucking nut job. And then after a while, the sheriff actually thinks that Tommy is the murderer, right? And he's yeah. like, you've gone over the deep end. You're fucking doing this trying to prove that jason's back we yeah. all know he's not and... yeah exactly so uh they get back to camp or they get back to crystal lake eventually um they lure jason there to the lake because tommy's like we need to send him home to fucking lake or whatever and they eventually do you know fucking tommy quote unquote kills jason for the second and a half time um and uh and which they like he's anchored under the water uh supposedly dead but uh then we see that jason's still alive he's just waiting waiting for the next moment yeah yeah great movie man um this is one of the highlights uh right up there for me with like three and four yeah it's a, it's a well put together movie the director is like a pretty well-known director compared to a lot of the other movies and yeah. you know knows how to kind of put a movie together did a real wonderful job there's a lot of just fun little um you know things that happen in this movie that are, are you know like to, to your point one of the best kills um that i can think of from this movie is um he takes the sheriff basically jason's um looking for the sheriff and he hears the sheriff's daughter yelling so jason turns and starts walking to go find the daughter and the sheriff pops out to try to fight jason apparently or stop him which you know obviously you know, just stupid. He's hitting Jason, whatever. Jason's not, um, yeah. you know, barely even moving. Jason turns around and folds him up like a chip, but the back way. So instead, you know, taking his his back of his head and basically t- making it touch the ankles of the of, of the sheriff. And, you know, you, that's the first time you ever really see a sandwich kill or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. But there are just some, you know, really good kill scenes. This is one of the only movies, if not the only movie that I can think of, that actually has children at the camp. None of them... Uh, spoiler none of them get hurt <laughs> yeah. which is great because I don't think a lot of people would love to see you know little kids kids getting murdered yeah but it is the only one which builds up that suspense of you know are these kids gonna is something gonna happen to these kids kind of thing and, and whatever but it's just a really well put together movie it's um it's highly entertaining entertaining and a lot of fundable facts about it as well yeah yeah um I I, I think if somebody's gonna watch you know is not super familiar with the movies and and also are not like maybe big horror fans to begin with i think this is a good one to watch just because mm-hmm. of the lighter tone yeah there are a lot of really gruesome kills and stuff but it's all kind of done tongue-in-cheek and not exactly to like um you know army of darkness level tongue-in-cheek but it gets there <laughs> yeah like they break the fourth wall a few times you yeah. know and um yeah so uh I think I think it's a good movie. I think yeah. this is a good entry point if you just want to watch one Friday mm-hmm. or Friday the Thirteenth. This might be a good one to watch. It is, and there's a lot of um, you know fun facts I can share quick too about sure. it. Sure. Um, so there's actually two actors that played Jason. Yep. And one of the actors um, was a little more heavy set or had a little more weight, and yeah. he did a lot more of the day scenes. And they realized that his body didn't necessarily fit the character that's been um, in a grave 
for a long period of time. So they yeah. actually went with um, the second actor. And so that that's just funny that, you know, I, I didn't personally notice that until after I, you know, heard that from the, the cat, the, you know, the, the director and the, the producers. And you go back and you re- rewatch and you're like, okay, I guess. But it's still really cool, Jason. The other thing I got to yeah. say, this is where I think a lot of the Jason designs start getting really cool. You yeah. know, they start really yeah. pointing a lot of emphasis on what does Jason really look like after all these battles or yeah. being in the grave or being in the water, whatever, whatever the story is. Yeah. They start really designing the character of Jason, whereas before, Jason was kind of similar, you know, maybe had different, kind of slightly different masks, different clothes, but here's where he starts really becoming um, this kind of really iconic character, especially mm-hmm. a character that's been dead for you know, however long yeah. at this point. So, I, you know, that's just really cool. There was a lot of alternate endings to this um, movie. Uh, there's one where the gravekeeper, I think it was supposed to be the dad, and he was supposed to be paying, um, I can't remember the full story about it, but I just remember that it's actually kind of a cool idea. The problem is, is that it would have spun off into a different direction where you'd have these two, like, competing forces of, you know, Jason's dad, who's all fucked up and basically yeah. whatever... And then you had, um, what do you call it, Jason or whatever. So there's just some cool alternate endings. They went through a lot of different versions of what they thought the movie should end like, and they're all kind of interesting to hear about if you have time to, to look in that as well. And then um, another funny piece of this movie is apparently one of the producers got in a lot of headbutts with the director. It was like a really penny pincher. Yeah. But he would also want certain things, so like certain um, things that they use in the movie, like props or whatever, he would want to keep. So one of the things that... One of the cool scenes of this movie is there's a camper that they drive and they flip the camper. And it's a really cool scene because, you know, you don't really see car, at least back then, camper, a camper has never really been flipped yeah. over, driven off a ramp basically and flipped over. Yeah. But the producer really wanted the swamp cooler that was part of this camper, so they were supposed to, like, remove it or something. But the whole crew hated this guy, or at least... Seems like they didn't say it like yeah. that, but you just paint the picture. He was that, a pain in yeah, the ass, yeah. That they made sure that that was like the, t- the thing that got absolutely... You <laughs> see this thing fly out the camper, and you don't know their story, but once yeah. you hear them talk about it, now that's all I see, that, that <laughs> swamp cooler, and you can only imagine what that producer was probably thinking. Yeah, they put a fucking <laughs> M80 in there just to make sure it got blown up. Right. And then the the one of the other cool things, and I'll probably end on this piece of it, but... Um, uh, Alice Cooper was hired to make three songs for this movie. I can't remember all three names, but the the main one that um, uh, uh, what do you call it? The man behind the mask. Uh, what do you call it? Is probably the main one that everybody uh, knows yeah. of. And then there's also Teenage Frankenstein. But he was hired to do three um, three songs for this movie. Hard Rock Summer. There you go. One. Yep. So you can only imagine, you know, good old fashioned '80s hairstyle band, you know, yeah. just giving some good tunes to this. <laughs> Um, and then the one other song was uh, I'm No Animal by Felony. Oh, okay. Help. <laughs> <laughs> Felony. Jesus, I haven't thought of that band in like 30 years. Oh, my gosh. Let's, uh, let's go down a quick uh, Wikipedia rabbit hole here. Uh, Felony. Jesus, I couldn't even tell you what they, the first album is called Gangsters of Rock. Uh, the Fanatic. Wow. Okay. Anyway, they're on the Valley Girl soundtrack. Anyway. We get it. All right, so let's rate this sucker out of five masks. Brett, where are we going? Ooh, this is good. Um, I got to say, I mean, it's a, it's four for sure. It's almost a four or five. It's almost a five. I, I don't know if we're doing points here, but it's like to me it would be like a four and a half. Four and a half masks? Yeah. 
I'm going straight five on you this one. Five, nice. There are days when I think this is my favorite of the series. I go back and forth because part, um, what do you call it, part four? Yeah. And this movie probably go back and forth on the whole five out of four. Like yeah. they're they're equally to me really good movie. You know, really good yeah. movies. So it's hard. I like five. Five mass is is you know I feel I would say the same like. <laughs> Four, four, I don't know, four and a half to five is definitely, definitely a good rating for it. All right. That's it for today. We'll be back with another one tomorrow that we'll talk about. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.